0: All right, hey, this episode, this is episode 46 of the Option Podcast is brought to you by Beach Volleyball National Events. Beach Volleyball National Events is the biggest Get Notice showcase in the United States of America. We have as many as 20 to 25 recruiters come out to each showcase. So if you want your kid to get notice, be and baby. Beach Volleyball National Events, come play with us. It's also brought to you by NY Varsity Sports. That's me, that's me, the NYV, watching me, watching you. It's also brought to you by Endless Summer Beach Volleyball. Your kids stuck here for AAUs, coaches didn't come along. We are the place to be. We lead the nation in recruitments per capita. Very small group, smaller groups, more personal attention. That's how we roll. Endless Summer Beach Volleyball, a family that plays together, stays together. Got a special treat for y'all. Got Evan Corey, and the episode starts right now. hey what's up people this is episode 46 you ask and i deliver because for me i've got to give the people give the people what they want Eden, 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 Eden. evan Corey, what's good baby how's it going i'm all right cool man so before we got on the show you, you said you were back home in new orleans um How does um, New Orleans look as far as locking things down and and how are uh, volleyball people handling that right now? Or what's going on? uh,
1: I mean, the city right now is kind of in uh, in lockdown mode. They just kind of went back to that phase one thing where it's only to go um, on the restaurants and stuff like that. All the bars, all entertainment's closed right now. Uh, But, I mean, volleyball's uh, looking strong. Volleyball's going good. Um, We've... uh, I'm helping run a club, uh, and uh, we're practicing every day. I still get to go out and practice every day. We're running tournaments, so uh, I cannot complain on the volleyball side.
0: Nice. Um. So, uh, is it minimal competitors? Do they keep the parents away? How is um? Is like like is there any particular guideline or 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 rules that you you that they're implementing just to keep um some form of social distancing?
1: Yeah. So I mean, it's like uh. Most of the time, if you, uh, you still have to go to wear your mask, go up to the bar or whatever when you're checking in at tournaments, wearing your mask, uh, it's a highly suggested to keep that social distancing uh, when possible, um, and people just kind of, uh, they really are trying to keep tents six, ten feet apart, uh, just so people aren't too close to each other, uh, kind of keep those groups small into their own tents.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, shit. Let's talk. Let's talk about some fun, man. Because this this COVID shit, man, it's been the least un, the most unfun thing we we experienced probably, in, you know, maybe in your lifetime, but certainly, and you know, as a New Yorker who had to, you know, who grew up nine eleven, all that <laughs> stuff. This this just sucks, dude. I turned um fifty um a couple of days ago, and I yeah, um, saw that. And for twenty straight years, I've had like this eight day festival. Um, have friends fly in. And um, every day we, differ, we hit up a different spot. And for, from 2000 all the way up to now, we've been doing that, but not, can't really do that this year. So um, so I guess what's, you know, I just take heed of what things, uh, what's important you know i'm with my girl i have a little three-year-old toehead spent some time with them i was at mb post on monday and mb post is a great steakhouse but you motherfuckers are not social distancing man i mean they are the manhattan beach doesn't give a f bro they do not give (laughs) a f man they're out there practicing on the beach Hermosa. um actually i think i'm gonna plug it in I'm, i'm gonna plug in right now um I got this nice little laptop, Hermosa Beach. They've been, practices have been very smart. Like anyone that has big groups, they've been practicing small groups, four girls on each court, you know, parents parents yeah. sit way the F off. Then, I mean, then, I mean, you're saying they're not allowed, but they could sit like 30 feet. I mean, isn't that what being responsible is, right? Being responsible, this, they're going to talk all this nonsense about social distancing. Isn't that, isn't that what, we're, you know, we're talking about. So, so is that what the parents are doing there?
1: Yeah. I mean, for like, I mean, our practices, uh, they just kind of sit in their cars. Uh, luckily for us, we have complexes, okay. um, that kind of have a parking lot that overlooks the, uh, courts. So the parents, I mean, I mean, it's a uh, New Orleans heat in the middle of summer. So parents probably don't even want to be out there anyway. Uh, Not sure but they get to sit in the AC, sit in the car and just watch their, uh, kids play. For the two-hour sessions that we have, for him. dude. I'm
0: gonna get to the parents in a minute, but I want you to look at something. Here it is. Jay hooking his platform. Don't see you holding. That's felon Nick. Look at the distance. There's a, you know, coach catching the ball. There's a coach serving. Um, on that court, I think is Chase, Chase, and um, I don't even know who. Both Partains are out. Marcus and Miles are way, way out there.
1: Oh, that's good. It's good to see that
0: Marcus is out there. Um, yeah, yeah. I know he had back issues, and I know he's, he's actually at UCLA, and I think he's setting. And I think Miles is supposed to enter his first year at UCLA. And, and um, I'm not really sure how this whole beach volleyball and volleyball thing ha- happens, you know, whether he's allowed to take money or this or that. Or if the NCAA is just smart enough to concede that volleyball and beach volleyball are completely different sports, right? I mean, they are not. Why don't they so. just – yeah, aren't they? they are not
1: so So, like i just went through like i mean i just finished up college just graduated and um the rules are kind of written weirdly specifically for volleyball so they kind of like oh it's uh, the same
0: thing it's volleyball. bunch of morons
1: yeah uh so they uh literally like wrote in a specific rule like beach volleyball and volleyball are the same when it comes to accepting money uh but thankfully like they've kind of conceded that uh point of at least, if you're playing in college, you can now cover your expenses. Good. Uh, that's really good. I mean, like you can go and travel. You can accept money. It just can't be over your expenses.
0: Okay. That, well, how's that? How do you think that uh, that um, as far as good results is concerned, you with that? Uh,
1: I mean, I think it's really good because uh, they're been they they're pretty liberal with the definition of expenses uh it's so it's basically for your whole year it's not just that one tournament that you go to it's not the expenses just for that one tournament so it covers like your training costs your uniform costs your travel costs uh any food or anything that you need while you're there so it's really good uh it's really like the athletes benefiting a lot more than you used to be able to yeah
0: i mean it's about time they got on board with that i bring look i bring your attention to gino toretta um I think he was a quarterback at University of Miami, and I think he won a national championship. Mm -hmm. Guy's a professional baseball player. I mean, he didn't go back to school until he was 28 years old. So, I mean, there are exceptions. Um, I bring your attention to Jason Olive. Um, He's more in our wheelhouse, but he's way before your time. He played at University of Hawaii. Um, He's an All-American middle blocker. And he... Fine as hell. He's a fine-looking dude, man. I mean, I'm a little yeah. gay for him, maybe. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, am I? Maybe I am. I don't know. Um, he won the first like, uh, right-to-likeness lawsuit. He was a model for Ralph Lauren and Versace. And they were basically saying oh, he, he wasn't allowed to make money doing cool. doing what he did before he even yeah. came to Hawaii. So it was a very easy case, case to win in court. I mean, it's not like he was uni- using University of Hawaii to build his brand. He was mm. already getting rich, you know. what I'm saying off of that, be, yeah. be- way before Hawaii. So they had some kind of un- uh, uh, unsealed agreement where they kind of split the difference. He had to forfeit his, his athletic scholarship, um, mm. which he used to give to you. They used to give to Uvaldo Cats, which worked out for everybody. You know, you want to talk about good lefties, right? <laughs> yeah. Name sound familiar. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Final Four. Yeah, I mean, I mean, wow. Jason gave that up. Gives it to Evaldo. Jason's still making money, more than enough money to put himself to school. Um, mm. Everybody's happy he now, you know. And since then, he's done all my children. He's done the soaps. He's right now. He's on BET's um, Tyler Perry's House of Pain. There's a beach volleyball movie called Beach Kings. I know you heard a side out. Yeah, have you ever heard of see. Beach Kings? He's in it. That's him. He's the mal- the half uh, black uh, half black. like he's the guy that's like uh, the guy that's like um, I'm only in it for the money. That's him. <laughs> so. My question is, how much do you love outdoor volleyball parents compared to indoor volleyball parents?
1: I mean, I haven't had a ton of experience with indoor. Uh, I haven't really coached indoor too much, but uh, just from experiencing indoor, like as a junior myself, uh, I think it is a lot more relaxed. I think the parents have a lot more fun out there whenever they are actually watching the outdoor volleyball compared to indoor is <laughs> Intense. Tense. they like start screaming at the kids indoor. And it's like, guys, 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 they're, they're just kids. Like they got it. You got to like, let them like play it out. And uh, just, just lay back a little bit. Let your like trust that like the coach that you hired is uh basically doing the job that they should be. And then just, just have a good time. But then like in beach, like you have all these uh, parents, like uh, most of these places have like bars and stuff by it. The parents are all uh, out having a good time, just like enjoying watching their kids play. Whenever uh, it's uh, on the beach, so it's definitely a lot more relaxed for them, and I think they have a lot better time.
0: Oh my goodness! For me, I share your sentiment. I think you um, you ring true as far as as far as a general blanket. That's not a regional thing. That's a general blanket thing. I've coached indoor evolution. Uh, some of Duncan uh, Duncan Avery's group. Duncan Avery, a former player at um, Long Beach State. Um, has this killer coaching staff? Kevin Norman, who's the coach of Redondo, the men's team. Uh, Tom Chafins, you know, legendary uh, coach out here. Uh, Lewis Richard, if you remember, played at Long yeah, Beach State I, outside Long hitter. Beach, right? Yeah, he was the '18s coach. So, but um, his best coach. He always says, "I'm his best coach," because um, for him, for him, he, it's not about winning. But for everybody else in the outside um, in, uh, he's a results, uh, their results people. Is this guy winning or not? And that's the one thing, one redeeming thing I love about being in this club that I don't have to be known. I'm from New York. People don't have to, to know me. I, if, 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 if I pitch my own tent and the question is, is he, do, can he, is he doing a job or not? Isn't that, mm-hmm. isn't that what the question is, right? So indoor, these these parents are like a bunch of 90s rappers, dude. They're they're like angry all the fucking time. They you know I, I mean I hear the song "Wankster" in the background <laughs> about Fifty Cent. You know, so <laughs> use a gangster, but you never got nothing. <laughs> use a wankster, uh, but outdoor. This one's sipping wine on the side. She's eating sweet potato fries. She's chilling in her beach chair. So I, I was just curious if you picked up the same thing, you know, where, where you play as I did. And I guess that's a universal thing, if not a national thing.
1: For oh, sure.
0: <laughs> um, actually, someone sent me a question, and it's it's weird because I asked my last three volleyball guests this question. You, you're playing club. You're playing high school. I was watching some some highlight videos of your high school, whatever. Pretty cool, man. You got a, you got a, you got a nasty left hand. You, um, It's poison. At what tournament or what match did you perform and then leave the match or tournaments and tell yourself, wait, I think I could do this for real. Wait, I think I could probably play D1, college or D2. Wait, I think. I think I got a shot at doing this shit professionally. Was there a particular defining moment or a tournament that um that made you tell yourself that?
1: So I have like a couple stories probably with that actually and like uh very defining moments that I know it all. It's uh so like when I was fifteen, um I made the A2 beach camp, I think it was. Uh, and it was like the very beginning of the USA volleyball. So it was like there was like the top three te- national teams. And then there is a 16 like team sele- like 16 person selection for a two. Um, and so like a one and a two basically trained together that entire week that we were out there. And then they have the uh, like the high performance championships or whatever. Um, and we actually, I beat two out of the three national teams at that point. And that's kind of what got my like fire really started for, for volleyball. I was like, wow, if I'm like beating these kids at this age, uh, and, like, I, I was really, really limited to volleyball at that point. I didn't have a ton of experience, didn't really know a lot at all. I was just kind of playing for fun, uh, going out and having fun in some leagues with, uh, with my mom and dad, basically. And uh, at that point, I was like, wow, this is, like, something that I could, I could really pursue. And so after that, uh, going to my 16th year, uh, I get approached by, like, our club at um, – at a home and we're like, there's only one club in the area, uh, in all of Louisiana and there's no tryouts, which is kind of pretty crazy to think. Uh, most people like always like, yeah, so did you have to try out for like your club team or whatever? How'd you make your club team? I was like, well, uh, we had eight kids and we all showed up to a gym one day and that's, <laughs> that's what our club was. Okay. We uh, had eight yeah. kids on our team and we all showed up no matter skill level or anything. It was, it's what we had was what we had. And that's how we worked with it. And uh, it was pretty incredible because we actually – so this was when it was only for boys. It was only open and club. Uh, so we played club. We didn't really go and play in any bigger tournaments. Couldn't really qualify for a bid or anything for open. Um, but we actually – our 16th year, we take a fifth. So we make gold uh, and make gold at nationals. And it was like a crazy run. Nobody saw it coming. We're like the, the 48th seed out of like 60 teams. And we come in like beating up all these teams in the first day. They're like ranked super high, and they're like, like the parents are like cussing out our uh, <laughs> our coach and stuff, I was, Like that's not fair. Like how can y'all be this ranked this low and and like just trashing us because yeah. we were this little seed that came up and beat in, beat up on everybody. They thought you
0: sandbagged. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Uh,
1: but, so 16th year, I was like, hmm, maybe maybe this indoor thing will stick a little bit. Maybe I'll stay playing indoor uh, and play indoor and beach and then my 17th year we actually kind of traveled around the country a little bit went and played some of those bigger tournaments chicago st louis all those boys qualifiers and uh we were actually one game away from qualifying for open twice uh in chicago and in st louis and so it was like okay this is on like there's some serious interest from at least some d3 coaches and stuff at those tournaments and then we uh, go to nationals that year and that's where like it really gained traction. Uh, we made uh, gold again in club. Uh, and so like people were like, okay, this team is for real. Like the kids on this team can actually do some, do some work. Uh, and so I really, that 17th year, uh, got a lot of interest from a lot of D3 NEI schools. Uh, but I like starting to play a lot more. Uh, I'd won my first open tournament in beach that summer. So I was like, Man, uh, if I'm, like, playing at this kind of level now, like, I feel like in, in a year or two, I'm, I'm definitely going to be ready for, like, a D1, D2 level. Uh, and so, like, all these D3 NAIA schools keep hitting me up. And, like, it's, like, I'm emailing, like, all these kind of big D1 schools and, like, in, I'm having trouble gaining traction there.
0: Yeah. Uh, was there a particular and, D3 or NAI school of interest, though? Like, one that was ranked pretty high?
1: Yeah, uh, so I actually really wanted to go to MIT. Uh, yeah. Obviously, like the school part of it too. Uh, I talked to that coach. You go to MIT,
0: man. Yeah, that's definitely student before the student athlete. You yeah. Uh, I mean, my girl went to Harvard. Really... She's not worried about the volleyball team as much. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead.
1: Um, so like that one really stuck out to me. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get into the school. I mean, it's, I mean, it's MIT. Let's be honest. Like they're yeah. not really caring about uh, trying to get their athletes into the school. They're caring about getting the top students they can.
0: No, yeah, Uh, they lowered their standards. They're letting anybody in that's bright, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Sons of bitches. Sorry, go ahead.
1: (laughs) Uh, No, you're good. Uh, But so, I mean, I continued looking, uh, and I continued to kind of just hold out. I was still, like, getting a bunch of interest, like every D3 NAI school you could pretty much think of was uh, just, like, asking and asking and asking. And I was like, no, I really don't want to do this. Like, I really want to hold out, and I really want to try and play at that D1, D2 level. And I got lucky My in March of my senior year. Uh, I got a call from a startup program. They didn't have a team at that point. Uh, so it was like late March, and he, the coach calls me. He's like, hey, really interested in you. Uh, why don't you come up, get a visit? Uh, and so like a month later. Where was this? In, uh, Lincoln Memorial. Oh, um, the oh, – the- yeah. That other LMU.
0: Go ahead.
1: Uh, And so get that call. uh, Actually go and win the FUD Puckers Open, the four-man. The FUD? Yeah, so I went on Sunday. uh, I actually had prom. (laughs) It's my senior prom on Friday night. Drive up there at like 4 a.m., play Saturday, Sunday. Uh, Win on Sunday, become the youngest person to ever win that tournament. Turn around Monday morning, have a 5 a.m. flight, go fly out to the school, have, like, an amazing experience there, and then, like, commit a week later.
0: That's fucking awesome. Who'd you play FUDs with?
1: Uh, So that win was with uh, J.D. Hamilton, uh, Joey Keener, and Luca uh, Antoni, who's actually back in Italy or Spain now. I know he's from Italy, but I think he's uh yeah. living back in Spain now.
0: Yeah, Hamilton's a good player. Yeah. Hamilton's a good player. Pretty cool, man. And that's that's how it worked out. Yeah, like yeah. when I think of good D3 schools, um, I've been coaching NCAA for um, about 12 years. At the time, I was coaching Baruch College was pretty big in New York, school in New York. Um, just a bunch of city kids and international players from Puerto Rico and like Poland and um, with a with a hellified coaching staff, with a bunch of savages for all, all every everyone every assistant coach and director of operations on down, all of them head coaches just working together, <laughs> you know, like head coach Caliber, um, Springfield, another school, um, um, Charlie yeah. Sullivan. He's I mean, a, that's you know, the Guy never played a day of volleyball in his life, which is proof that you know you don't have to be the best player to be the best coach. I mean, he's he's yeah. he's his D three school, you know taking sets from USC and UCLA and you know no, why yeah.
1: cool. ridiculous like yeah. they are in year out top five
0: yeah um yeah those are the schools I was thinking um Santa Cruz at the time Todd Hollenbeck was the coach there he got AVCA coach of the year in 2015 and then moved on to be um Nygaard's assistant at USC um honestly with respect to Nygaard he he, he Tallenbach could easily been the head coach there you know I mean yeah. Nygaard, I respect him as a player okay he's an Olympian um but again I'm a, at the end of the day I don't want to sound like a co-fisher but I'm a results based guy
1: I gonna say you know? you're talking about results and yeah the past couple of years they have not been getting them.
0: Yeah, I don't want to hear about your damn pedigree. You know, what I mean, well, you know, come on. Are you are you doing are you doing the job or are you not doing the job? And and listen, it takes me to do it, right? I mean, sometimes I gotta, I gotta carry, I gotta carry the burden because everybody feels this way, but they ain't gonna say it, right? You don't want to be that guy that's like casting aspersions on everybody, but yeah. everybody knows that I'm my criticism. My criticism has never been like unfair. So, mm-hmm. um, you had a cool highlight video you, um, in high school and. Actually, I'm just going to put it up. What the hell? Why not? Here we go. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen. Wait a second. This isn't you. Is this you? No. Yeah, it's me. My goodness. I love that. Man, I love the drop on the shoulder. It's not even an overswing. <laughs> oh, cool. You got uh, wood on it too, my man. You got wood on it. Wait.
1: Oh, you. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I back then. I mean, I really had no clue how I was doing anywhere. You, like you can stay. tell, like it's like a full beach approach. Yeah. Uh, you did look a little rough. Took a lot of swings at nationals in my my three years of indoor.
0: <laughs> so, um. I met you a bunch of times, but one of the—I think the one time we actually had a pretty decent conversation, uh, at least to my memory. I mean, you go in these mm-hmm. AVP uh, tournaments. Maybe you go to the Potsdam Rumble. Have you ever been? You ever been?
1: I have not been to Potsdam right, um,
0: yet. Uh, Wapaka, have you been there?
1: I so yeah, I just went to Wapaka this year. That was my first year.
0: Cool, man. So um, you kind of hit my radar when I was coaching Jake Orudia um, and Earl Schultz. and you and um what's Villela's first name Kevin Kevin man that dude works hard (laughs) man that dude works hard wearing all black wearing long sleeves wearing all these clothes and not even sweating (laughs) what (laughs) the fuck man (laughs) doesn't even sweat I'm sweating just looking at him I'm just like let me I, I took off I took off my shit because I saw him um the thing I liked about you in this tournament, chime in at any time because podcast is conversational and you get to ask me shit too. Um, the thing I liked about you is we saw three swings. We served you maybe three times. Mm. And I wasn't sure if that's how you were all the time or if you were just uh, uh, on galvanize and magnetize. You're, you're, you're in the final round of the qualifier, yes. sniffing the main draw and, you know, Hermosa Beach is kind of like the um, the Mecca. You know, Manhattan Beach is the mecca. Well, Manhattan Beach is the hotbed. I I call Hermosa Beach the mecca. Louisiana. Yeah,
1: you got like anything. Manhattan, Mm -hmm. uh, Hermosa, even like Huntington Huntington. for me is like this is like crazy to me. Like the amount of like solid volleyball Mm -hmm. is just it's mind blowing. It's like really just Southern California
0: for me is like the mecca. (laughs) So here's what happened. We served you about three balls. And I said, all right, that's enough of that. That's enough. No, nope. That's enough of that kid. I don't, you know, I remember him, but not like this. (laughs) And (laughs) and let's deal with the devil we know instead of the devil we don't. You know, and I said, Mm -hmm. I fucking hate lefties, you know, and, you know, they're like, Jake's like, but you're a lefty. I'm like, just, just shut up, dude. So um, (laughs) I'm like, just shut up. So anything you remember about that match as far as our adjustments and what, and, and and the adjustments you did between the first and second set. You guys were up 12-8. Yeah, before the we technical were. I remember that. And it um, was
1: like, I think we kind of, I kind of at least me, uh, I knew going into the tournament. So Kevin actually, the reason he was wearing all that long sleeves and like wearing all that stuff was he actually was sick. Uh, He had like uh, trying to make
0: weight for an MMA match or something.
1: (laughs) Um, But he calls me up like the night of the deadline for the the registration. He's like, Yo, uh, the tournament's this week, and uh, I know the deadline's right now. And I just want to like let you know, like, I have like this infection on my leg, and it's making me feel really sick. And like, I just don't know if I'm gonna be good to play. Um, Was it staff? Yeah, I, I don't know what it was, but he had some kind of infection on his leg and, like, he had to cover it up. Like, he, that's why I was wearing the long pants. And then, like, he has like he was, like, running a fever the entire day. So, he, like, in between each match, this guy would go and just sit in his car, take a nap in the air conditioning because he was just feeling that bad. He was a warrior that day. I got to give it to him. Um, Me too,
0: dude. What? And,
1: and I just remember after our third match uh, going into the fourth, I was, I was on, like, a super, like, big, like, I was like, okay, like I I came to California to train for a month and it's like all like manifesting right now. Like I'm making the last round, I'm making the round to get in. This is going to be it, this is going to be it. So I was riding that super big high and I think that's kind of took us through that first half of that match. But after I kind of cooled off of that, like, okay, I'm in the the play-in match and um, we kind of settled into our game, it uh, wore off a little bit. And then we, uh, and then he was just gassed. Yeah, uh, I just can remember like being in the box with him and like just looking at him. I was like, man, this dude is tired. I just, I was like, feel bad for him because like he just put in as much effort as he could for me today, and I really appreciate that on his end. Yeah, but like I gotta try and do whatever I can to try and make this match work. So I kind of became ultra aggressive, and it just didn't work. I was, I was overplaying a little bit. Um, I missed a little too many serves, and then. Y'all did a really, really good job of uh, keeping the ball on him, making him try and win after he was already exhausted.
0: Yeah, well, w- w- one of our things was the first thing we wanted to do, I had to get Jake out of your face. Um, Jake, um, on the south, on the um, north, sorry, north, south, south, on the south side, yeah. Earl. Earl's not a pin setter on the left side he's he's kind of this drift or whatever and jake is not very good at creating his string into the middle where he could come in and out you know for wind adjustment and all that stuff and all of these sets felt like it was being set into your left hand so it was one of those things where you're blocking one you know and it was like it was like a two block or a four block anyway so Mm -hmm. i said every everything on the south side back sets back set did we got you know it's the afternoon you know the wind picks up a little y'all bit y'all did y'all did so, a
1: really good job i remember that adjustment you know, i was like i can't stop him right now yeah.
0: because i i felt like jake had a better chance of hitting a drifter set mm-hmm. than an up and down you just you know and the, a day later he the, uh, he stayed stubborn we, we played the mckibbons and he did the same thing and i'm like i'm like if evan's getting these blocks what the hell you think madison's gonna do yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> run the fucking back set Run the, dude, run the back set. So that was one of the adjustments I did. Second thing was um, Valela. And I forgot his first name again. Uh, Tell me again. Kevin. 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 All right, so Kevin is very, very good at waiting for the blocker to jump. And making a lot, of, a lot of last-minute in, um, in 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 air adjustments, which I think is his gift. Some people see it on the approach. Some people maybe they see line and their eyes get big and they just want to swing quick or whatever. But against high-level players, you know, they're showing you something and then <laughs> and then they're, then they're in your face. So I just told Earl, "Wait, man, oh, wait." wait because he's one of those guys that can that that can wait in the air but waiting in the air against against Valela is not a good a good a good idea because you're already in the air so no matter what and I said just wait and if you wait um I just want him to see the afro (laughs) below the tape and then before he swings wait um will he hit off the top of your hands a little bit yes but I think Jay could run it down but but if he's playing the waiting game with you, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a late block. It's a, it's a, it's a mm-hmm. trap block. And, and I thought, you know, I have um some, some highlights here, but I thought Earl did a really good job trapping up and did, over, like, you know, because yeah. of the weight. And I said, even, and I said, the other thing you do when you wait is if he tips, you're jumping late, you're just knocking stuff out there, dude. And Jake, if he can't run down that line over, um, and this is when he's on the north side. This is when um, yeah. Kevin's on the north side. So Jake has to be able to run that line over just straight up one, you mm-hmm. know, and then maybe maybe just a three to make him think you were you were changing up. So everything was ones and threes. Show him line, take it away or just go go um Chewbacca, you know, <laughs> straight up Chewbacca on him. So those are the we made three adjustments and those were two. One was all things back set on the south side for Jake, and the second thing was, just wait, man, stop having this guy. You're jumping yeah. higher in the block and he is in the approaching jump, and he's fucking murdering you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, And I said, the third thing is, keep this fucking ball away from um from um Evan Corey. You know, keep this ball away. You had some option swings. Um, mm-hmm. so I told him, to stop serving um, Kevin's left shoulder. 'Cause every time they served his left shoulder, you had peripheral vision on your on your option swing. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know how good you are with jump setting, but I thought I was I, uh, I mean, I'm mentally prepared that you might be able to do some of those too. So yeah. So I had definitely just not yeah. as
1: good last year, but this mm-hmm. year definitely is something I've been working on to add into my game.
0: Yeah, you saw the um Miles Partain one this weekend? That was ridiculous. <laughs> Dude, nobody cared they were down eighteen ten.
1: <laughs> I literally watched the first time, and I was I, I, I looked at it and it was like the back view at first. So I was like, did this dude literally just like roll shot the ball off of Phil's hands and yeah. like set? I I couldn't tell what happened, like, yeah. just in the very first view. But then they give like the back view, and I was like, oh, he just jump set this like perfectly like square to the net and, and Ty blew it up, up, man. Looks like this is. That was incredible.
0: Man, Ty went postal on that swing, too. <laughs> and that was the best non-yellow card, yellow cross yellow cross the net we're ever going to see, right? I mean, he, there's a pecking order, and you, you know, you got to, look, they're down by eight points. You got to give Ty Loomis his, his exhale, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so the cool thing is, like, your generation of players, and Miles is, Miles is a slightly, a little bit behind you, but you and him and the the kids who are one to two years behind him, expect to see everybody play like that. Because right now, all the international players are like that. They're jump-setting. The, the Mikasa ball, very easy to set yeah. back and forth. Very, very easy to set. So um, let's Talk to me about Cervantes. Uh, Cervantes, the match before ours. Rotman-Cervantes. Yeah, Cervantes. And who, oh, I forgot. God, I forgot uh, who he he played,
1: played with Will Rotman, who was a freshman at Stanford this year.
0: Nice. Nice. So they upset. Uh, Dunk, Duncan, Duncan Buttinger and, and Kyle, Kyle Friend. Yeah. yeah. And now all of a sudden, everyone in our bracket's like, wait a second. Opportunity. Oh, I was like, oh, wait, we have a chance now? Like, this is <laughs> a good. This is a really good break. <laughs> right? Opportunity. Opportunity. It's knocking at your door. So here's some a little bit of footage with um, Earl and Jake. Let's see if I could find something relevant. So it is Jake with a, um, the middle serve. Saw so a middle serve yeah. on that. Yeah, that was one of the one of the few few times we we served you. Oh, what a dig! What a dig! Oh, we're playing chess now. Jake is a very good out of system hitter, dude. Yeah. Did you see him run that down in the sand, no less? Oh my God! And there goes Earl. And that was it good rally oh my did i just stumble upon a great rally <laughs> that was awesome <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about that that other lmu guys this is lincoln memorial university um, mm-hmm. for a get notice showcase a lot the women's team came out and i don't know what the what's in the drinking water that makes these women like six three big ass legs spank jehovah uh, um but but Women well represented out there. It was a tournament BVNE actually. It was LMU, LMU, um, USC. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you came through or if you took the trip with them, but that that was a lot of fun. That was in the fall. So where were you when your season got shut down? Where were you when the, the your conference or the NCAA said we're we're reeling all this in?
1: So we were practicing on Thursday. Uh, and that's when it all shut down. Um, and we were about to go and play. We we're about to leave Friday morning for a road trip to ball state. It was 15 at that time and Loyola who was, I think receiving votes or something. So it was about to be a big weekend for us. Like, uh, two really solid Miva teams, uh, really solid week of practice and just excited to go and play like some high level competition. And then, uh, things got crazy really, really fast. I mean, like Tuesday, Wednesday, you're seeing like, Oh, this COVID thing. And then like, I think it was Wednesday you see the NBA like closes their season down. And then Thursday um, we're like warming up for practice. I always get there about hour and a half early uh, to stretch and do everything I need to do to get ready for practice. Um, And so I'm getting ready or whatever. And, probably about 15 minutes before practice. Everybody's kind of out peppering, getting stuff done. I run back into the locker room uh, and um, just – I have asthma, so I was going to take just a hit of uh, my inhaler before practice to get going. And I just looked at my phone because I knew these things were going on. I was like, the phone just keeps getting blown up. And I look and we get an email from our – like the president of the school, and he's like, "Uh, the – the school is closed down for the semester. Like uh, everything's going to on online. And then I, like, um,
0: how do we do volleyball online? <laughs>
1: yeah. So I, I go into my coach's office then, cause I saw that email and before I even told him like, that's what happened. Like, I don't even think he knew at that point. And I go and talk to him. I was like, look coach, uh, before um, we like head out and like actually practice today. Uh, I just want to talk to the guys or whatever. And cause things are weird right now. I just want to, like I was captaining Uh, just like just address the guys let's let's talk about all the stuff going on and literally like five minutes later he gets a call from the AD I didn't know nobody knew he was still in his office right before practice and he gets to call it season's canceled and so he calls us all up and I'm just like okay I'm gonna give this speech or whatever I had planned out in my head and he like drops the bomb on us and it like I I just, like, lost every, like, kind of feeling I had. I was, like, I was not expecting this, like, at this moment. I thought we were still going to go play this weekend. I thought we were still going to go and be able to have our fun in Chicago, go and explore the city a little bit, and none of it. We don't get any of it. So it it was, like, really, really heartbreaking for me in that moment. But, like, that speech I had kind of prepared in my head still, like, was resonating because I was – it was, like, our coach always talks about how any day can be your senior day. Uh, You never know when that opportunity to play is going to stop. And uh, so that was kind of the speech I had planned in my head, and it kind of worked out perfectly. Kind of told the guys I was like, look, uh, now that Coach just said that, um, this is me and two of my other teammates' last practices uh, ever as a college athlete. Like, I will never get to play college volleyball again because it's over. I'm graduating. Like, this is it for me. Um, so elig- I,
0: eligibility notwithstanding, you, you, you're already on the road to graduate.
1: Yeah. So I, was like, I mean, I've I'm, I'm already got my degree and everything now. So it was like, I, there's no reason for me to go back. And I was like, look, uh, all I can ask for now is for me and my two brothers uh, that I've spent these past four years with. Uh, I just want y'all all to come and play this game that we all love. And uh, let's just play our hearts out this practice and just have fun. And I swear it was probably one of the best practices in the, like our school's history of the four years we've been a program. And because everybody was just loose, relaxed, we're all having fun. And we were just, we were just playing high level volleyball. And it was, it was super cool. It was a super cool experience as my last experience as a college athlete.
0: All right. Um, obviously you're emotional about this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is this moment when you find out it's not emotional it's surreal like it's a dream sequence right like it's it's not happening it's like like you're gonna wake up and be like you know you're gonna go to practice and be like dude you would not believe the fucking dream i had last night (laughs) um so at what point and this is a little bit personal what point did did the emotion come in when 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 the the numbness wear off and the pains coming in did, was it a same day thing or did you come home from practice and just be like hey you know what shit this this was going to be a campaign year man we were looking good and yeah know.
1: so it was like i had that practice or whatever like it out i was like i don't care how my body feels now like all the pain went away i was like oh, I'm just, I'm hitting everything as hard as, like, I'm, I'm just going to go all out today. And after that, uh, obviously, everybody comes up and, like, hugging and just, like, hey, awesome career. Like, uh, you, you like, really set a foundation for this program and stuff like that. And then I go home <laughs> or to the, uh, back to our dorms, and that's when it really, like, hit me. I, like, uh, I had a ton of text messages from people asking me about, what happened, what's happening, what is, like, happening on y'all's end. I had people, like, going up to Chicago because I kind of know some people in the Midwest going up to Chicago, like, hey, y'all still coming up? Like, we still really want to see you, Uh, still want to do some stuff. And so, like, that's when it really, really hit me. I was, like, taking a shower, uh, just kind of, like, scrolling through everything. And it was just like, wow, it's, it's, (laughs) it's over. And there's nothing I can do to change it.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that because your sentiment um, conveys the um, the emotions and thoughts of so many people. Uh, for the people listening to this, you ever you ever get around or lucky enough to play college, depending on the university, it is not just an in season thing. It's a ten months. Um, some in some cases, um, it's it's your whole um the the sport you choose is your college experience. You yeah. know, my wife went to Harvard, right, Um, to play volleyball. But when she found out that, you know, the work in the offseason, though, that, that that was that was going to be a college experience. To her credit, it wasn't her thing. So she didn't do it. You know, me, the one year I was at college, yeah, hell yeah, I'm, you know, we're infected. Right. You got bit, by, you got bit by the volleyball bug. Right. Yeah, there's no there. Dude, there's no fucking cure. There's no fucking cure except old age, all right. And, you, and even now, you're still.
1: And you're even still then, you. you like I'm fifty. go and coach it.
0: I'm fifty and I'm still and I'm bitten. You know what's the cure? Ain't no cure. <laughs> what does volleyball and COVID have in common? There's no cure. There's no cure <laughs> once you're bitten. It, you know, bitten, rewritten. So I really appreciate you telling that story because you convey the sentiments of many, many people, um, um, not just players, but coaches um, and, and the people um, that, uh, in the athletic department that make all these things happen outside mm-hmm. of the players on the court. Um, John Mayer. Told me an interesting story. G C was on the getting on the plane to play GCU, Grand Canyon University, mm-hmm. and had to negotiate with security and staff to get his players off the plane. Cause wow. that's when he found out, you know. Uh Dame Blanton, USC, he was actually hosting, um, or I think it was I, I wasn't sure who it was. He was playing doesn't matter but he was hosting and then they were getting ready to go to florida or or south carolina and then that didn't happen either so and and imagine someone like him first year head coach and and an um an olympic gold medalist you through that got his job through pure meritocracy and star power his star power gets you noticed but he was anna's assistant for three years right he coached club for a long time so um, and I'm just like, I don't mean to make this a race thing, but I'm like, damn, this guy had to win a gold medal and do that just to get a coaching job. <laughs> you got motherfuckers in South Bay just hanging out. Do you want the, do you want the head coaching job? Bub? sure. All <laughs> right, boy, you could be anything you want. I, I know that dad. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I really appreciate you uh, sharing that story and I, and uh lmu man I, I i mean i my sample size is only the women's team and and the highlights when i found you were coming on the show i'm like let me see if i could ingratiate myself and and whatever and you are you man i think lmu is you so that's why it comes from this this place right yeah yeah man people, yeah. people like they isn't it great for people to say i'm coming just to watch this guy play <laughs> it's
1: it's really cool and like just like people like hit you up randomly like mm-hmm. I mean, obviously like all the live streams and stuff mm-hmm. uh Like people are just like, wow, like great game. Like, and like, just like the influx of support, uh, after games and stuff like that, super awesome. And then for me, uh, I've always kind of struggled, like confidence wise, just being from Louisiana. It's people like I straight up when I was getting recruited, like people were telling me like, you're from Louisiana. We're not going to take you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, that, that was and it like, sucks, because really, in
0: Louisiana, they're like, oh, this is a girl's sport to begin with. So you're getting it both ways. You're getting yeah. it foreign and domestically. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <go ahead>.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, So it's like, it was really hard for me to, like, feel like I like, to get that validation that I was, like, good enough to compete with, like, the rest of the country and stuff like that. And, like, whenever you go play these big teams and stuff, uh, like, coaches will talk to you after. Players will talk to you after. And, like, you, like, got these guys that are playing, like, on Team USA, and stuff already on the collegiate team and stuff like that. And like these coaches who have years and years of experience um and just super like high level uh ton of merit uh to their name and to like have them like telling you, hey, you belong here, like you uh you're like really building something good over there. It's it's really gratifying.
0: Yeah. Hey, as a kid who um as a kid who grew up in Brooklyn, New York I know how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone says they know how you feel on there. they're full of shit. They don't know how you yeah. feel. And, and I'm lying to myself by saying, I know how you feel. But I can say, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. Growing up in Brooklyn, New York, the volleyball where, you know, we're, uh, Brooklyn is a big three city, uh, but particularly basketball, Brooklyn and Queens. Um, I think close to 18 percent of the NBA's talent is um, comes from eight different high schools. You know, there's two private schools, Holy Cross and um, Christ the King, and then there's Lincoln High School. You got Jamal Mashburn, Carmelo Anthony, Stefan Marbury, uh, just this. So yeah, I mean, volleyball, yeah. so volleyball. Va- That's what these motherfuckers yeah. <laughs> called it. You're, Yo, Jason, uh, you're, gonna go play you're... volleyball. I'm like, what? Are you from the country? Va- what volleyball? You know, are you from South Bay? Would you a valuable?
1: Really? Yeah, your your basketball was uh, our football. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Yes. In the South.
0: And it's then I, mean, I think
1: if you look at it per capita mm-hmm. in the NFL, the uh, New Orleans area actually has the highest percentage of uh, NFL athletes per capita. Yeah. The well, NFL.
0: there's Samoa, American Samoa, and there's Texas and you guys, the three of you. Yeah. I don't know the numbers, but not 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 overly surprised to see, right? <laughs> so, um I have an uh, question for you. Who is your um fantasy partner or dream partner for beach volleyball? Who's like ideal um domestically or for or or international that you're like, "You know what? I think I could do some damage if 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 somehow somewhere I I, I became that guy's partner."
1: Yeah, that's a uh... A tough question. Um, I think uh, I'd pair up just because it's. I, I think I have a very similar style with uh, the Latvian team. If uh, Lion King if, or, or – Yeah, when I play with the Samoilovs, yeah. uh, yeah. I mean, that dude's incredible. I think I would pair up, like, well there. Yeah. And then, I mean, just from, like, a pure, like, defender standpoint and how good this dude is at volleyball, I would love to play with Taylor Crab. Because yeah. he's just dirty white boy. The real deal. He is the real deal. I and nick, like,
0: I nicknamed him the dirty white boy. You <laughs> know, when I first met him in New York, he was wearing mm-hmm. a sweater, and he was qualifying with Spencer McLaughlin. This 2015, mm-hmm. maybe, and um, or trying to qualify. I don't know if he did or not, but I, I believe yeah, he I remember,
1: did. Because he actually, there's a couple times he actually mm-hmm. didn't qualify with him. Because yeah. he came to New Orleans whenever they had the. The first one, not the the, not the infamous 11-11-7 right. one, um, but the first one that came here. And I remember he lost in, like, the second round. Yeah, I was like, this is crazy. I've, I, like, placed this. There's, like, a, an AVP out there that I placed the same
0: mm-hmm. as
1: Taylor Crabb.
0: Yep. But he's the dude's a competitor. The thing I like about Taylor Crabb is that he doesn't force it. Like everything he's done. If you watch him play the last four years, he just kept, stay with the technique, stay with the uh, uh, discipline and a level of training that he knew it would come to him. And when mm-hmm. it was time to take it, he picks his spots. He takes it. He takes his shot. You know, he was wearing sleeves, wearing long sleeves and, and New York humidity. And then when, you know, third round got serious, then he took his shirt off. But the first two rounds, it was just dig. Shot, shot. I don't even think he he won like his first two rounds, not even executing a hard driven ball. So Mm. that's a good partner choice. And he seems easy to get along with right as far as uh, I mean, there is a category called dealing with your partner. Right and and Taylor's not doesn't look like someone you um I, and I spoke to him a bunch of times more often more often than not uh, lately last few months he's a rock star I don't, I, I dude yeah. I, don't even, I don't even think Jay Gibb gets to talk to him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um a cool moment since you brought it up a cool story about Taylor Crab when he won New York and this is how cool this guy is he was supposed to come on my show I had a show called Volleyball the Tuesday after. Basically, um, I'm just doing the beat uh, for Volleyball One-on-One for Andor July. And um, he has to board a plane but knows he has to call me by ten o'clock. So everyone's boarding. Instead of boarding, he sits outside on the edge of the window and does the entire interview. Um, uh-huh. And that's how cool it is. He's just like, forget it. Yeah. I get, when I get on, I get on. And and um, he doesn't sound like a guy who's worried about his carry-on. I think he he strikes me as a guy. It's all checked in, and I just want my wallet or my man purse and and, yeah. and my beer and my gangster whip. You know. So. Um, I loved what he did though, because after he got off, he found out I have an episode called True or False, and mm-hmm. one of them was True or False. One of the Crab Brothers are going to win an AVP this year, and I said, False, false. No, I said neither of them are going to win. I did, I just don't see it. I, I called them. I called them. I was like something's in their way i said right now they're runner-up silver medalist second best every time it's his time to reach up and grab that brass ring it slips through his fingers so an hour later or or after his flight i get a text from him saying uh the episode's called true or false seeing the future he says dude you need to work on your future seeing skills bro (laughs) saying I wasn't going to win one. Come on, have have a little faith or something like that. So, you know, really good sense of humor on that. I wonder if I actually have it. Let me just look him up. I I bet you I still have that message. (laughs) He's awesome. I am not a fan of particular players. Um, Well, I am, but there's so few. Mm -hmm. Um, I can name them. All right, Trevor Crabb. And this is just the last two years, just watching the the crab no one talks about. Uh-huh, tryborn you know, they talk about him. Rosie, they talk about him. Uh, everyone, John Mayer, everyone he's teamed up with, I'm like, yeah, I'm a fan of that dude. I see his work ethic. I see his discipline. I see he's respectful. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't separate himself from the fans. And that's a good thing about volleyball players. So where is it? Nah, I guess I don't have it. Oh, yeah, here it is. <laughs> um... Shit, no problem. Call me, text me. Thanks, man. Appreciate you having me. Appreciate you having me on the show. All good, no worries. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate you having me. However, <laughs> you need to work on your future seeing skills. <laughs> can I blow that up? No, you can see it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm just messing with you, man. He's he's like he's a chill dude. So um I'm a fan of John Mayer. He doesn't play anymore. Um I'm yeah. lefty. You want to talk about a poison left hand, right? Yeah. Which is my next question. Is there a particular lefty whose style you emulated to improve your game?
1: Uh not really, honestly. Um
0: He's like, uh, I wanna be me, Jay.
1: <laughs> that's exactly so like that's kind of always how I felt like uh mm-hmm. people are always out here kind of Saying they want to be this person or this person, it's like, yeah, I I like like trying to like model your game after somebody, but beach volleyball is really just about owning like who you are. I think Uh, there's so many different ways to succeed, and uh, I think being in the unique situation I am, where I'm not like a Cali guy, I'm not a Florida guy, uh, it's pretty liberating. Unique story. Well, I'm I'm going to make it my unique story. Then it's going to be me. It's not going to be about anybody else it's going to be about uh how i did it rather than how i looked at somebody else do it and then just copied them uh but i do watch a lot of film i watch. i really like watching old school stuff um uh i mean obviously a little different than now um with the uh the skills big, big, uh, and big court big do you go back yeah.
0: do you go back as far as big court as far as watching old stuff
1: yeah like that's like the main oh. like old stuff that i'm watching like uh late 80s early 90s into the late 90s of like just that really like powerhouse era of volleyball where there's like seven solid teams that are just duking it out every weekend um and so I really like watching that and uh I think like just like the grit that is involved in in old school is is where I like resonate a lot is uh the will to earn points uh the will to outlast people and uh just wanting it like I think that's really what the big thing back then was. It was who wanted it the most. Uh obviously outside of your Karch, Sinjin, Randy, and Stephis probably. Uh you had you had guys that were just like trying to like it's just pure grit. We might not be better than those four, but we're gonna We're we gonna be the better team more, today. Yeah, we're gonna be the better team today and we're gonna we're gonna want it more than them. And that's that's I I love that like mentality.
0: Yeah. I emulated my game on one person. Um, I was an outside hitter when I played in Germany. And mm-hmm. in the 92 Olympics, I ran into a, a coach, Mario Treibich, who was the head coach of the Netherlands, and said, you should set. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, yeah. He's like, you're 6'1". What's your wingspan? My wingspan is 6'8". It's 80 mm-hmm. inches. Um, actually, I looked at your reach from Florida, whatever. We have the same reach, but I'm like three inches shorter than you. Yeah. Um, and he's like, you're left-handed. So he said, you should set. So for two years, Jeff Stork um Mm -hmm. how's that bring how's that for a flashback but it's indoor not beach um 88 olympian the gold medalist 92 bronze medalist same build we were built wide at the shoulders wide at the hips he's a little taller but i had longer arms so like you i watched two years of videos of this guy so and you know the crazy thing is i don't get like if you know anything about me i don't get starstruck. i'm a new yorker right you can see jay-z you know in central park or madonna walking his dog hey what's what's good babe and that's it you know, those, yeah. no, like, oh my god, Jersey. No, but when I saw Jeff Stork, <laughs> I lost my mind like an idiot. I said, "Oh, oh shit, Jeff Stork!" Yeah. And Jeff just goes, "You know that? You know how that old guy look where they go?" hmm Like, here we go again, you know. And I said, "I want a picture. I want a picture of my favorite lefties." It was him, me, uh, John Mayer. I was at I was with LMU at that time. I was the director of operations, and I didn't know Jeff Stork was the head up of um, CSUN, uh Cal Northridge. So. Um, but so if there was one player I emulated, it was him, but like, like you, dude, nah, get your own shit, (laughs) get your own shit. (laughs) Um, I'm going to speak for a player. Um, what are your thoughts on Rob McLean?
1: Uh, I haven't gotten to see a ton of him play. I got to see him watch a little bit out in California last year. I think, uh, what was he playing with Rob De Aurora in Manhattan? He did, in Manhattan, Manhattan, yeah. And they, who was it? They played a pretty big team and they took the first set off and I think they ended up losing in three. It was
0: Baranek and Kalinske who, by the way, yeah. made the semis. Took third, took a third yeah. in that one, just yeah. a little uh, yeah. average finish. I was Rob's coach. I was Rob's coach for that match. That's how yeah. I knew. I mean, uh, they cracked the code. What, what could I do, you know? <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, pretty impressed with just like his athleticism. He's super athletic. Uh, and then... Uh, That was my main takeaway from watching him. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm like a big athlete person, Um, big like if you're an athlete, you can figure out a sport. Uh, And that guy is like, I don't know how long he's been playing. Don't know like uh, his experience with everything. But that dude's an athlete, and he can yeah. definitely figure this well, out. Well, he
0: went to uh, – Long Beach City College is a school where people go to when they want to get their cheap on as far as spending money, and then eventually they go to a four-year school. Like Chris Austin went to yeah. Long Beach City College and then was repeat champion at uh, Irvine. Um, Rob uh, McLean, Chris Austin, and a lot of these indoor and outdoor guys all played the same year at Long Beach City College. So he's part of that that clique or that um, – that, mm-hmm. um, Pipeline or whatever. <clears throat> like you said, he's athletic. He hits with both hands, actually. And his balance list this year, if you've watched the whole match, and it's on YouTube, if you if you like watching video, watch him against Eric Baranek. They're just hitting, they're there, he digs. Eric hits, at, Hits. Rob's there, he digs. And I mean just, I mean loading, loading up. I mean loading up and getting after each other. And I was his coach, and I t- t- told him how to go win the first set. But then after that, Bill and Bill and, um, and Eric cracked the code. They just, you know, and then at the end of the day, it came down to Bill Kalinski hitting cross-court in two times mm-hmm. and Rob DiOro hitting cross-court wide. And that's, right? And that's the game sometimes. I mean, that's,
1: that's, that's like that's volleyball. the highest level from just <clears throat> just being that far off from the highest level. It's literally like one or two points.
0: Well, I don't want to put you on the spot, but the reason why I asked you about him, he said he's, he's, he's interested in playing with you this summer or the next summer. He was like, "That's the guy I would love to have as my partner because he, he, you one, you get after it. Two, you're, you're you have this, this you're wide-eyed. Like I have this memory when we played. When you see beach courts, you're like walking towards the beach courts or whatever or indoor courts. Mm-hmm. When you see it, you don't notice it, but you start walking faster yeah.
1: <laughs> towards <laughs> the
0: courts, right? If you're holding your girlfriend's hand, you don't you don't know it's that you, you don't know that you're letting go of her hand." <laughs> So walk on the court, and yeah, I didn't I didn't mean to put you on the spot, uh, but he was one of the people he said I would definitely, I could play with that guy, and we were but we were both qualified, and we were ma- and we would really we really damage some people. So keep Rob McLean in mind on that one. <laughs> sure. All right. Cool. You know, he's also um, a hybrid. I mean, he he's reaches eleven four. So, yeah. So you know that the last time he jumped, that was before he started, you know, hitting the um. Like the plyometrics are really hard, so he was a like you said a natural athlete. Cool yeah. man. So, um, too bad. What do you? You've been watching the AVP? Yeah, that's my last question. I mean, question. Uh, I mean, I've I've kinda I've kinda kept added, you for a long time, I've but
1: added invested interest. Uh, so, a couple weeks ago, went and trained with Phil and Nick. That was incredible experience, uh, and we were kind of like their uh, warm up for Cali. Uh, so that was super cool. Uh, just getting to see. <laughs> them working on the things that they worked on in practice and like they're just executing flawlessly right now yeah. <laughs> absolutely flawlessly it's just so impressive uh how well they're playing
0: um i mean if you can remember like every the beginning of every avp season you look at Huntington. you almost you're almost betting it's phil and nick
1: yeah they're fresh they get, they get that extra i mean if, like down in Florida, it doesn't get cold like that, or it doesn't like there's no off season really. They don't have to take an off season, they can get after it in January and have no issues. Yep, because <laughs> it's freaking 80 degrees yeah. still. <laughs> and they're
0: fresh, they didn't have this grueling season, um, traveling, you know, FIVB and mm-hmm. then have to come back, you know, and, and maybe I don't know if they have a contract to do at least four stops with the AVP. They looked fresh, it looked like Phil and Nick's first tournament. Staying in the winner's bracket where they belong. Phil don't like this fucking contender's nonsense. <laughs> you know? More matches you got to play, you know? Yeah. And I know Jacob uh, probably chewed Taylor Crab's ass out about Austin. <laughs> Remember that <laughs> they lost to Gabriel Espina and Paul Lottman? Yeah. And then had to win, like, I think eight straight matches to get to win. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm like, Taylor, what the hell? Were you drinking? And, like, the guy's just, like, mosh pit threw him onto the court. <laughs> uh, I think they, like, carried him. <laughs> That's what I think happened. I think he got shit-faced and like <laughs> the, the ENTs just threw him on the sand. You know? <laughs> so cool, man. I, I like I that you got to train with Phil. Any any um, other fun player you trained with last few months?
1: Um, I got to play with uh, Steven Roschitz out in Cincinnati. That was a super fun experience. Uh, talk about a freak athlete. <laughs> that guy is insane. Yeah.
0: Talk about um, someone who's as disappointed as you were, too. That this yeah. He was more, I, can, I can't even think of a person that was more physically ready to play this this year. Sorry, that guys. That
1: dude was just, like, amped up, ready to go. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that dude, he is an impressive athlete, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, I just remember, like, just some of the stuff that he does, like, I can't, like, I can't really think of too many people that can not only hit with both hands, but, like, Hit with their right hand and their left hand the same pace, like he can hit with his left hand just as hard as he can with his right, and that's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, he's all in, man. Is he? Uh, you think he's playing with Peter?
1: Yeah, uh, they've got a really good thing going down in Texas. Uh, they get to train a lot together, um, lift a ton together, and they're they're just living the volleyball life right now. They're
0: where in Texas are they again? Hard. Remind me. Uh, San Antonio. Okay i went to dallas and there was a bar um i went to dallas for nationals cuz i was coaching but there was something called the sand bar the sand bar can't see the i was like dude i got in this sand and when you train in hermosa beach sand right
1: oh yeah anything and else and you is- go
0: on i felt like john mayer dude i felt like my old ass I, I, everything was pop pop crack, crack, pop 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 yeah. yeah so um yeah man i first met john mayer in uh mexico that's how i met john that's how i got um the, the job at LMU, we um, scrimmage I had Ty Trambley as my partner, mm-hmm. and he had uh, Mark Karens, um, or, or Mike, the older brother. And I got embarrassed, whatever, 15-4. It was an indoor exhibition, indoor guys against the pros. So that's yeah. how they did. so um, But the two plays where John hit a ball down the hatch in front of me, like bouncing in front of me. You know when someone bounces a ball in front of you, you do this. Right. you Both hands protect your nuts, and you, go, and you do this. I'm just yeah, whoosh, you know.
1: I like go over my head. I'll take, yeah. I'll take a yell on this one.
0: And everyone cracked up at that. But the very next play, one play later, I had a line block and I bounced one in front of him, and that was the only my only shining moment. But it was yeah. enough to get a conversation, you know. Yeah, yeah. He's he's. You want to talk about introverted guy? I, don't, I mean, you know, he's sitting at a table eating by himself. I'm like, do you, do you, do I talk to him or you know have a conversation about coaching? because he had the podcast, or, or yeah. do I just leave this dude alone? But I talked to him, so he was cool. Next morning, I'm sitting alone. What does he do? He sits next to me and picks up the conversation where we left off the, the night before for dinner. So, um, Big up to John, because when I moved here, he's one of the people that, that kind of put me on. Because like you said, yeah. it's hard to get in, you know? It's hard to get mm-hmm. in. Yeah, well, my ability to not give a fuck um, <laughs> is also golden out here. You know, like, yeah, yeah. And that's the only advice I could give you. I'm not your daddy or nothing, but, but stick to your virtue. You know, you, you, you don't respect people because you want something from them. You respect people because that's how you're built. So it's not, that's one less thing you have to worry about. You're an inherently nice person. So you're being nice to someone is because you're nice. So, so, so for you, the advice I give you, just be you. Don't feel like you have to do this or that to get with this group because if you do that yeah. one you feel like you're selling your soul and two you might not wind up with that group anyway so now you're fucking out and you're on the outside and you sold your soul so that's yeah. you know right probably not our worst feeling in the world so mm-hmm. yeah um so when do you think this whole EVP thing is coming back probably next year
1: i hope so i mean uh i'm not really sure i, I don't know how much longer this is all going to go on uh, but my thing is, is like my current mind state, uh, and it, it just feels like I have a lot of unfinished business. I mean, it's kind of that whole thing with that college being cut in short. Uh, it was like, I was on a freaking roll. Like I, the previous like month of play, I had like five 20 kill matches and I was like hitting like four fifty uh, for the month. So I was like freaking rolling. Like, this. Uh, yeah, and I was like, I was like, who's next? Who's next? Who's next? Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Yeah. Like I was just amped up, ready to go. And I saw
0: a USC match that went to five. Is that one of the ones you had twenty kills?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Um. So, but I was just like, and then it just stopped like that, and I was like, this is is terrible. Like this sucks. Like I I can't I can't. This leaves such a bad taste in my mouth. So like literally like it, everything stopped. 3 days later i mean we like drank our sorrows away everybody told us bye it was our senior weekend so we were like screw it we're getting we're getting plastered we're having a good time and uh we're going to send like everybody's going to send us off the right way but i mean when monday hit uh it was it was back to business um we fortunately had beach courts there and i was like um whenever whenever things are ready to go again i'm i'm going to make sure i'm ready for Whenever whenever things to return to normal, I'm going to be the most ready person that there is. So Dude, we were like out suck, there dog. training every day, we yeah. lifting weights every day, doing plyo on the sand. And I was like, I'm not going to let anybody outwork me in this quarantine. I, I want to make sure that I come out on top of this. I'm not going to let this, this virus beat me.
0: I can't even imagine, though. That's like having sex, right? And you're getting into it. It feels awesome. And somewhere in the middle of all of this, right, when you're about to climax. Like, she's no, like, I'm good. Um, i gotta go bye yeah you're just like <laughs> he's like jay that's exactly how it felt i love your face that's exactly how it felt <laughs> all right man hey listen um sh- anything else you you want to plug in before we get out of here
1: uh only thing i'm uh repping my smack right now i just want to give them a huge shout out they've mm-hmm. been uh giving me some gear lately, uh, been hooking me up. So I want to give them a shout out. And then for, uh, anybody watching me, uh, follow me on Instagram. Uh, it's at Evan Corey volley. Um, and that's about it. Uh, just trying to get my name out there. Just, uh, want to yeah. have a high stock going into next year.
0: Yeah, man. All you need is a partner as good as you are or, or, or on that magnitude. Um, cause again, you were so, cl- you're, you, 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 were so close to the draw and you know and sometimes you just run you just run in the teams you know um, like like jake and earl they dropped me in manhattan beach that's why i picked up robin rob because rob, they yeah. had um art they're they had arturo so they were part of P1440. So between, between choosing a coach for free <laughs> or having to pay to have me, of course, you're going to choose the guy for free. But, but they messed up because I'm the one that did all the video, the video room work. I'm yeah. the one that did all the scouting, right? Arturo, my guess is Arturo did not. <laughs> so, but think about them, right? Like They ran into Billen and um, Eric Baranek, fourth round, mm-hmm. in Manhattan Beach. They ran into John Hayden Theo Brunner in Chicago. I mean these are these are you want to talk really? about wrong you want to talk about wrong place wrong time so uh, but the only time they made the draw was was when I picked him up so I, I used that as my chest thumper. <laughs> <laughs> but right now I'm thumping your chest man. I love you I love your style um, anyone that wants to see this guy going NY varsity sports just look up Corey. I have at least at least two of his matches that I know of particularly the um, the Qualifier finals in Hermosa Beach, California, great jump server, uh, great wrist away hitter, can play both sides of the nets. I don't think he cares. (laughs) And that's it. And that's my plug. All right. um, For those of you at home, thank you for joining us. All right. For those of you on your iPhone at Starbucks, for those of you on your iPad watching this, for those of you on your desktop, who rules the world? Old school. For Evan, Corey, my killer lefty with the poison left hand, I am Jason DeBayas. And for both of us, we say, we're out. Come check out the Option Podcast on optionvb.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're going to love what you hear.